0: Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds.
1: Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you hot D and MCU nerds out there. I can't believe you made <laughs> me say
0: that. <laughs> I'm Joanna, common cut purse, Krupnik.
1: And I'm Brian, rejected by the Avengers, Plofsky. And we're so happy you had zero commute time but are still late anyway to be with us today.
0: Because today in the Nerdverse, we are connecting the A and B plot story, nice, by way of Dragonstone to put our eggs in the old dragon egg crock pot, crock pot, to give you our thoughts on episode two of House of the Dragon on HBO, as well as episode three of She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed to check out all of our past episodes where we have been covering She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. And stick around because soon we'll be adding the Rings of Power to the mix. That's tonight. I can't wait.
1: And you may be thinking, I think we're getting two episodes tonight. Is that true? (laughs)
0: Yeah, we are. Yes. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Um, And uh, you may be thinking, how can you keep up with all of this? I'm also thinking that, but it's easy (laughs) for you. Just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Nerdverse pod every time an episode drops. Uh, Thanks for following us. We appreciate it. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will probably be spoiling, well, we definitely will be spoiling House of the Dragon and She-Hulk. Then we'll talk a little Game of Thrones, probably the Incredible Hulk and Shang-Chi, among other things. Um, but yeah, um, before we get started with anything, uh, that is your spoiler alert alert. But we do need to jump into Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification.
0: All this week we are headed into the Game of Thrones and the MCU sector of the nerdverse. Uh, Brian, I have a hot D.
1: <laughs> well, we should, it should be, I guess it should be like the Westeros universe,
0: yeah, maybe, or the or the um George R. R. Martin sector of the universe, but yeah, maybe, maybe Westeros is good,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or just yeah,
1: Westeros, regardless. Yeah, regardless. regardless, we still have very low ratings in this universe. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I'm actually gonna take my cause if we mm, eh, no, okay. I'm gonna keep two. Uh, no, I'm gonna no, lower myself to two. Okay, I'm gonna lower no, myself to two. Yeah. Uh, I know I said three last week. I'm just, Oh really? Yeah. Well
1: I, I don't know. You've rewatched them. I haven't. I've I only sh-
0: watched. Yeah, I sure have. Um and I I have watched a bunch this weekend too. So <laughs> I'll keep a three. Uh, Fine. I'll keep it. Yeah.
1: I'm in a two. I enjoy this stuff, but, and I I love it and I retain as much as I can, but I'm not a rewatcher obsessive and stuff like that.
0: Okay. And then my MCU, I'm giving myself eight arc reactors.
1: And I'm at nine arc reactors. No, oh no, I'm today. I'm going to do nine uh, magic circles, magic sorcerer supreme circles.
0: Uh portals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, lowering that. Yeah, down I, to I'm a five now. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So, uh, first off, um, yes, hot D. I don't see what's so wrong about this name. It's House of the Dragon, but, um, my yeah. husband thinks H-O-T-D. it's very ridiculous. Yeah. Hot
1: D, yeah. And it was it.
0: making a big splash on uh, Jay's Twitch Twitch stream the other night, um, and, hot D. you know, it's, hot, it's hot, D. hot D, it's Hot D. Yeah. So, speaking of Hot D, um, mm-hmm. Brian, what, uh, where are you at with the show? What, what are your thoughts and feelings?
1: Sure. I thought episode two was very good. I'm still not totally sold on it, um, <laughs> It, listen.
0: It's crazy. This is the thing. Sorry to cut you off. This is the thing. I was trying, I was watching um, The Long Night last night, uh, along with a whole bunch of other episodes that I thought were um, pertinent to Hot D. But I think in my head, I let the show end at The Long Night. Because that is, that's the apex. That is what we all built to that is even what they talk about in Hot D that is to me and and I think it's really well done so I just that that's it I stopped after that so I don't sure. care and and it's a prequel so like I actually got teary eyed Brian I was watching uh, I forget the episode where they bring <clears throat> the walker to the old ruins of the dragon pit yeah. in mm-hmm. King's Landing um, to show Cersei and everyone and to see Danny show up in the ruins of that old pit, even with my very limited time with this prequel show, I started mm-hmm. to tear up because it was just so crazy that this girl who had lasted this long, she's the last of her kind. She's in this pit well, I guess we technically call John's no one, but she's in this dragon pit that is just a mere memory of what we got, what we're getting in House of the Dragon. That's that's just so, you know, um. I don't know. It's just, it was really powerful and yeah, I I just, I'm loving it, but go on.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, game of Thrones aside, this show is, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. This show is too basic. Interesting. It's just a, it's just a standard. Women can't get to the top. Everyone's trying to undercut everybody. It's, I know they're trying to do a smaller story, but like it, it, and I love the dragons and I love Westeros in general, but like, I'm so bored because I know what's going to happen next. Like, I know what's going to happen next. I've been guessing everything that's happening next. The fun thing about game of Thrones was like, I don't know who's going to die. And in this one, there are so few characters right now that like, they almost don't have the bandwidth to be able to kill anybody off. Not that I'm hoping to kill anybody off, but like, yeah, of course, like, it's just very simple. Like, court intrigue you know what i mean palace intrigue intrigue, excuse me
0: people talking in beautiful rooms yes
1: yeah and it's all and i think some of the scenes are excellent and i think think some of the character work has already gotten better in episode two yeah um like and and which makes sense because i'm assuming they filmed the between the pilot and the second episode there's a bit of time although this probably (gasps) went straight to series um but um you know this I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really am. And I know it sounds like I'm not. But, like, when I sit there for the hour, I'm having a good time. Um, but realistically, the, this does not have the breadth of Game of Thrones, and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a prequel. They're trying to make it smaller just about the Targaryens, and then we get a little piece of everything else. But in terms of, like, depth and layers and scope like i really feel like i'm missing something and it and the only thing that this has is that it takes place in that world and i i don't think it's matching the experiences we've had in other places because it's just like i don't know like i'd rather just watch like the crown or something like that because it's the same thing and i know that people like that meaning that like at least in game of thrones like you were, you were jumping all over the world and figuring out, I know ever like here. It's just like a very like, like clean, um, you know, uh, uh, King Lear. I, I also think that, uh, I, I also am not sold on Matt Smith yet. I I'm just not, I, 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 I just think that like maybe it's not him or the writing, but like, I don't know. He's like, I just don't get gray area from him. That's so
0: interesting. Okay, you said a lot of things that I'd like to address. One, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that that there will be, especially when characters constantly are being swapped in and out because the time is going... So the time is going to be jumping like crazy. This episode takes place six months after the first episode. We have to imagine that the days that they're showing us, which I think this episode spanned three days, um, are really important to the story because they're gonna be all over the place.
1: But Mad Men did that and I love Mad Men. Mad Men would switch around and that was just like a small group of characters, but it was like very layered. Like episode to episode would be years or even months and and Game of Thrones did that too in some instances. It just I I understand that they're showing the like specific days that are interesting, but like the days aren't interesting enough for me, except for when like Dragon show up and Renera like like that seems awesome. Scene.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, I guess the point I was trying to make is that we, it may, there may be more variation sooner than later. So you might, maybe you're finding this, this stuff boring, but when the girls get a little older, who knows what we'll see. I hope,
1: I hope during the time jump and like things are a little bit more layered. Um, and I know they're just like setting up for the things that they're doing because, like, based on what Joffrey says, as a non book reader, Based on what Joffrey says in the original Game of Thrones series, like mm-hmm. I know basically how this ends. So sure. like I understand that we're trying to get there, um, but it's just not. I I feel like it's palace intrigue paint by numbers.
0: Yeah. That's well,
1: beautifully produced.
0: I will say I miss having a Tyrion in the show, someone who yes. remarks on how ridiculous this thing is, or mm-hmm. how you know fucked up this thing is. So I do think that this, that you know I think we're, we're meant to think that it's kind of like a Rhaenyra is sort of our. our your way main
1: character, yeah, your your but main it's not. characters who are involved in the plot can't be that character. They can't be the Greek chorus, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm definitely missing that piece. Um,
0: Eve, I think Eve Beth and Matt Smith for me are like doing the best job of of working the script which is so funny that you aren't hooked yet like they make me feel like i'm on solid ground also re is really great um i just thought like for this episode the the bridge scene of course was my favorite part although i will say that so they shot this show much more in the volume which we know very much about from star wars mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that's where they're shooting all the disney plus star wars stuff um it's really except great for andor. Because, except for andor yes um they did go to the to the shores to film some of the crab feeder stuff, but which was really lovely. I just think that there is they are missing some stuff. It was so cool when they went to Spain and they used like whatever they did yeah. for Dragonstone. And here it's definitely the volume. Um, so I don't know, I mean, I know why they're doing it. It's easier and cheaper, but I'm I'm kind of like, you know, the budget is good. I don't know why we can't get this stuff again. If this is gonna be another temp hole for a trio. But anyway, um, I mean, yeah.
1: especially when I'm hearing that um, the Rings of Power. I've been reading some, review- <clears throat> excuse me, I've been reading some reviews on it this week, yeah, and just yeah. like they just say, one, it's getting spectacular reviews, and two, it's saying that um, it's it it's money well spent. Like it's the most expensive show ever, and it looks like it. Like it's truly spectacular. I, Are
0: they saying it's the most expensive show ever?
1: Yeah, it's the most expensive show ever. Oh my
0: God, this looks.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm very excited. Um, I also wanted to. Oh, go on. No, I'll also say. And and we'll actually touch on this on She Hulk a little bit, too. I. I. And maybe it's just me, but I feel like. I feel like content is always just a little bit behind real life. Mm, In that, like. Things happen in real life, or like things come to the forefront. People write it, and then it gets produced and done. and And sometimes you luck out, and it comes out at the right time. And sometimes it feel like you feel like feels like you're commenting on something from a couple of months ago. And I think that both of those shows, and 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 this one especially, like, I, I I'm just like over white men. Telling female stories, I'm over it. I don't want to see this glass ceiling story told in Westeros by middle-aged white men. You mean the who, people that
0: are writing the show, not the yes. narrator of the show? Which no, could be a no. Okay.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like the whole thing with her aunt, or I guess it's her whole. It's her. Eve
0: Bat. You mean Rhaenyra's?
1: Yeah, the two R's.
0: Yeah. Eve um, Best, there are too yeah. many
1: close names in this. Um, And and that whole conversation, while while very effective and very real and very, you know, I'm just like there's always in the back of my head. I don't know. And I'm not saying that some people can't tell the stories of other people. That's what I'm not saying. But I'm also over like not actually seeing it written and directed from the perspective of someone who has actually experienced these feelings and emotions and stunted growth and things like that because of society. And I'm just like, I'm just. It's like it makes it less interesting, even even if it, it still feels real. If that makes sense, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? I, I, I I'm I'm trying to get my point across, but I don't know if I am.
0: No, that's that's a that's a very uh, that's a great point. Like it's it's tiresome to see these stories that that are female led, written by men, but. Listening to some interviews with the cast, particularly uh, Olivia—no, no, not Olivia Cook—the the one that's playing the younger um, Allison Hightower right now—I'm mm-hmm. um, God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, she is. She was. I think that the actors were hugely involved in, and it was very collaborative in terms of their characters. So, I I wonder how. I mean, I we'll nev- We don't know. Necess- I wish I knew more about sort of the process of the script writing and, and what was going on behind the scenes. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot more collaboration sure. from some of the women, but yeah. yeah, I, I, I agree with you broadly uh, for sure. Sure. Um, but I just, yeah,
1: I just need the show to be more interesting. It's just not interesting to me because I know what's, I know everything that's going to happen right now. Like you knew what decision he was going to make this week. And yes, the, the point is not the decision; is a surprise. The point is her reaction to the decision. I understand that, but like, also like, I want to be entertained and engaged, and like, these are just like these characters in this plotline are not doing it for me right now. Like, like, I hope the crab feeder is cool because he looks cool, but like, it it just seems like high level villain like villainy that we so, need to create. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Well, I like the villain, the villainy in this show so far. We're, it's not really Damon. It's kind of cool because it's like nuanced as a pro protag- as sort of an antagonist mm-hmm. he is, which I like as opposed to just like a full on villain. Yeah. I will say that it, that according to book readers, the crab feeder stuff is there, the stepstones are mentioned four times in the span of four pages, and that is all. So I'm really curious why they're spending so much time on things that literally have like no moments in the book. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the <clears throat> crab feeder. Uh, right, we open with the crab. Crabbeater, who i think has a grayscale um that's what he looks like and he's wearing i don't know if you remember but he's wearing one of those harpy masks um that we saw in the episode of game of thrones when daenerys is rescued by i think it's drogon um mm. he's sort of like a, a weird creepo pirate uh guy and so i th- we think i think we can glean that he's found relics and pieces from all of his shipwrecks and all of his creepy victims uh Mm -hmm. that's probably why he's wearing one but um yeah i think um i think you're right there was just more there obviously was way more variation in game of thrones in terms of the types of characters we were seeing this is going to be a lot more one note but within that i'm just i'm getting just a lot more i don't know i also love palace intrigue so We might just differ there. Oh, you do?
1: I do. I love palace intrigue. Don't get me wrong. Like palace intrigue from the level of, you know, like the queen and like um, the crown and all of that stuff, whether it's based in real or not, palace intrigue from King Lear to, you know, know, even if you can consider like upstairs, downstairs or any of the Julian Fellow stuff, a, a, a version of palace intrigue where it comes to um, Downton Abbey those. and stuff like that. like yeah. I love that stuff. But to me, so far, Hot D is just not interesting enough aside from the fact that they're in Westeros and there are dragons. Mm. like it, It's not dynamic enough right now. I know it's two episodes. I'm going to watch the whole season. I'm going to watch all <laughs> this whole entire series. But it's just not dynamic enough I'm starting to really. The only character I'm really starting to like attach to is mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't know. I'm just not sold on Matt Smith as doing a a, a a a good enough job. Also, I know this doesn't count. This is not a valid criticism, or maybe it is. The wigs are wildly distracting.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. So uh, some of them work for me, and some do not. I think Renira's is Rhaenyris is um it, the one with like the incredible Buffon like, yeah. works for me. Yeah, I I, I think Damon's Legolas wig at this moment is a little bit distracting, but I think Agreed. we're, we're going to get a new one as he ages. See, I thought he was so good on that bridge scene, but...
1: Uh, his acting is good. Like, in moment. like, I'm not saying, like, I still see Matt Smith. Like, I, I think he's very good in the role, but I also don't think he's adding a lot of dynamic to it, and I don't know if it's him or if it's the script just kind of, like, this is I don't know. I'm yeah. just not I'm just it doesn't, it doesn't it's I forgot to watch it on Sunday.
0: Oh my god, that's horrendous.
1: I, I was like, I was like counting down tonight. the
0: minutes. Um, so I do want to say as a correction to last week, I've fully um I've fully researched this now. This whole thing, the the something that's very cool about the show, more cool for book readers, but is a cool thing that happened nonetheless, is is this dream that Viserys tells Renera down in the crypts last episode. The the um George R. R. Martin had never said this, I think, aloud, and he dropped this new piece of lore that like all the past Targaryen kings had known this information, and maybe their co-monarchs and wives and stuff about the the end and how there needs to be a Targaryen on the throne and the winners coming. Although there wasn't an iron throw when this thing came about initially. So this is like a variation and played telephone throughout the ages. But, mm-hmm. um, this bit of lore has changed the way the book readers are now going to, when they reread all of the monarchs, I guess, or all of the Kings yeah. did weird shit along the way. There was always a point where like, like one of the, I, I think it was, um, uh Alice somebody there uh, there were weird things and weird moves that a lot of them made that were not explained and when you reread, you now see that it's because they thought the winner was coming, and this was the moment that they had to do build mm. the wall, you know give all their jewels to make the wall taller. Their dragons would stop flying when they would pass the wall and they couldn't figure out why like there was all these weird things, and that's just really cool as someone who loves Harry Potter. You talk about the, um, the uh, oh my God, the Obscurials and the Obscurus. Like, that's a bit of lore that got added after that made total sense when you go back and read the last book. So sure. I appreciate that. I just wanted yeah. to clarify that from last week. It's yeah. not a bad thing that he did that. It's actually a really cool thing that he did that, and it changes everything apparently.
1: Something that I really love about this series and what we're being seen is that like, the Iron Throne is poisoning him because he's not a good leader. Like the yeah, symbolism, it's like
0: rejecting him.
1: Yes, the symbolism of the Iron Throne and like it rejecting people because of you know. Obviously, you can you can make you could pretend it's mystical, or you can or you can uh, take it in as you know iron poisoning or lead poisoning or whatever it is, and some people are more susceptible to it. Like I, I love that concept because he is not a strong or good king. Um, no.
0: He's not, and in fact, they're making such a point to show that he has not rebonded with a dragon, and he, to be a leader, they all, you know, this is, like, their big thing. It's like, we are Targaryen. It's like, everybody in your family, like, having a baseball bat, and, like, you can't, or everybody's, oh my god, this is going terribly. The, everybody's, like, in the MLB, in your family, and you have the gear and the gloves but like you like to draw i mean it's like what what are you doing mm-hmm. you're you're a part of this family um weird,
1: weird analogy but i'm into it
0: i just know it's very early you guys um i also i think they're making a point though so on that note they're making a point of mentioning his old dragon balerion the black dread and mm-hmm. his next dragon Vagar when he's having that chat with little 12-year-old um in the garden mm-hmm. now in both apps. So I think there's I I wouldn't be surprised if we see this dragon that they're talking about. Um but yeah, he the fact that he he literally he mentions to is it Alicent? He says like I would rather like talk to my you know Balerion like the black dread than than my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter. That's a crazy thing to say because it was your mm-hmm. dragon. You're supposed to yeah. be bonded with it. I heard a great comparison. Had you ever read The Golden Compass or His Dark Materials?
1: Uh, no, but I know the concept.
0: Okay, so the daemon, or the demon. It's spelled like daemon, but demon. Um, but these dragons are like theirs, and yeah. so he, he doesn't have one. So, yeah, this this throne is definitely rejecting him, and, you know, we're getting some real... Nasty wounds because of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Then there was a new intro. So, a. What do you think of the music being recycled? And b. Did you like this intro?
1: Um. I loved the music being recycled because that's what got I me. Mean, that's what gets me. It hooks me. That yeah. hooks me. Um. Is 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 the Game of Thrones theme? If you just heard the HBO like. Rzz, what do you hear in your head? What theme song do you hear in your head after the game? So
0: it's though? so funny. So I hear I hear Game of Thrones now um, in the most in my like the last five years. But for a while it was a Sex and the City theme song oh, <laughs> because sure, I watched sure. a ton of Sex and the City and it would come on after that. Um, but no, now I think it's between the two. But now it's definitely um, Game of Thrones. It, it could have been the uh westworld theme song but again they always do a, like a cold open first so it doesn't go mm-hmm. right into it so there aren't all the shows don't go right into their theme songs but for me it is game of thrones what about you right game of thrones
1: sopranos
0: <gasps> oh yeah, uh,
1: that's, what yeah. that's what i hear that's uh, what i hear but if i did a hear a second though. thing it would be game of thrones but i love the theme song i'm so happy the theme song is there I'm excited to see how the intro potentially changes, like the Game of Thrones map used to change. Yeah. Um, and I listen. I understand that this is a very different show than Game of Thrones, and it's not fair to compare. But I'm just not finding it as interesting, and I think that comes from the map. The map is not this like big, wide Westeros map, like you know, or whatever they're doing like with with their intro. Like, yeah. I, I, I I'm just like. Yeah, so that, that that's, that's just kind of how I feel. But I love that the, the intro definitely helped me get back into it, for sure.
0: I'm glad definitely, they didn't
1: yeah. do it in the first one, though. Like, yes. separate yourself a little bit, and then, okay, yeah, here you go. Here's your song.
0: Well, and we got to see like his Legos work their way into the grant, the bigger picture. You know, Viserys with his little stone Legos in his room. For sure. Um Yes. That sort of part of it. Yeah, I, I love. I have no issue with the recycled music. I think it's all under the same umbrella. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It's like they all do this. It makes Get perfect excited. sense. me yeah.
1: excited. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't know. Like, there's a ton of. They're not even sigils. I don't know what they are, but I think even book readers were kind of like, What is whoa, this is these are deep cuts. Like, I don't think that all the references, I, I don't think his intro is nearly as cool as Game of Thrones. I just was watching I it agree. first last night. And I was like, like, oh my show. God, it's just so amazing. Shut up. Um, it's so amazing. And so, and and it did give us a sense of like where we're gonna be that episode. And it got, you know, gathered your bearings, but um, you know. Listen,
1: if I, I really do think if Game of Thrones ended better, I would be way more forgiving of the show, but I'm very, very critical of the show. It's so because, interesting. Like, it
0: doesn't bother me at all.
1: Oh, like, because like if you're going to be an excellent, like I you know what maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong and that the, the simplistic nature of this and just telling this one small story really well and like like, having really nice arcs and capping it will, like, actually be a benefit and to this show. But Benioff and Weiss just, like, don't understand right how stories work. And it was, like, really, really, really...
0: Watching man, some it, of the best episodes that I was watching through the seasons this past week, I was... It definitely was like, wow. They did so good, and then they just did so bad. It, it, that yeah. is, it's a massive bummer. But again, I think I just blocked it out. I just blocked out. Yeah. So I just ended at the long night. <laughs> um, I think that, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. I think it's, I, I wonder if it's going to be weird when we do get our new set of actors for some of these roles. When I we're... can't
1: wait. I oh, think okay. it's going to be, so, uh, listen, I think that that is not a comment on the actors. That is a comment on. That is a comment on there being more backstory that we understand, and watching how these relationships have become way more dynamic and mm. way more um, layered. Um, right now, we're watching the layers build, and it's a little boring um, and it's a little bit basic and simple. When they're older, and there's this, and there's another child, and like these all, all these things that are happening. I think that's going to be far more interesting than what we're getting here. So I'm actually very excited for it from a storytelling perspective, not necessarily from a, I need new actors because I do not feel that way at
0: all. Yeah. I, I, I like, I love um, Millie Alcott who's playing young Rhaenyra so much. I think yeah, me you're too. right. Apparently in the books, they do not stress the friendship between Alicent and Rhaenyra so much. And and the choice to do that book readers have really liked because it really is going to, it's going to pay off in the later episodes. Cause I really think that Allison cares for her so much and there is love there. And it's like, it's just going to be more powerful. Um,
1: I can see how all of this is going to pay off. Um, Whether or not I can see it from a plot perspective or just a feeling of like being attached to these characters and seeing what they're going through. That's what I'm excited for. I'm actually very excited for the end of this season. Not because it ends. (laughs) But I'm excited for the end of this season because I think the hard work they're doing right now, even if it's not totally interesting in the moment, I think this is building towards something pretty fun to watch. Does that also, make sense?
0: Yeah, it definitely does. And don't worry because they were just renewed for season two. Cool. Surprised is no one.
1: <laughs> I know. But like I think I think that this show made a mistake by starting where they're starting. I think starting with them older and like us finding out about all of their history, maybe even in flashbacks would have been way more interesting right now after episode two of getting us right into the story as opposed to like this slow build of like what's happening. You're um, saying
0: you wish that it was like the opening with the, uh, the old council, um, you know, picking Viserys as king, like that little bit. You wish there were more of those type. Yes.
1: Flashbacks? But with what we're watching now, you know what I mean? I don't need to see this chronologically as, again, it gives them more storytelling stuff, but I don't necessarily need to see this chronologically. There's a ton of stuff that we never saw in Game of Thrones or in any shows that they like would explain to us. I think that they're trying to get, maybe this is controversial or whatever. I think they're just trying to get a wider audience by making this a little bit more digestible than Game of Thrones right up front
0: interesting that's yeah i mean they're definitely starting with dragons when game of thrones got had to get there in like three seasons oh,
1: that that i don't i don't care about that's like yes because that's why they also probably chose this era it's a good story it's um there's dragons and and from the start but like if we had started from like I don't know, them six years in the future or whatever it is when they're older with children and whatever the case may be, you know, we'd have to do a lot of catching up. Like, OK, what are these people's relationships? What happened to them? Like, how did we get to this moment? And I appreciate that we're learning it. But like a part I, I like when I, I personally like when you're figuring things out with their relationship as you're watching them when it's not explicitly told to you.
0: I agree. However, I think that there's going to be so many marriages and so many children by different marriages and deaths that they like. Where would you even pick? Because everything is going to be so fucked up very soon. Yeah, and and, and that could be fun to watch.
1: Sure. Again, we'll we'll do a recap once this season ends and see if these two episodes that are boring me, but (laughs) it's like I'm in the minority. I think at this point, like actually pay off.
0: Um, I. I also some a few nitpicks, though, um, on your on your uh, on your team um, are that I don't buy the Viserys has not thought about remarrying because it's been six months. And then in three days, he's like on board to do so. I um,
1: agree with you. I also think how do I explain? It? I think the writing for the king is poor. I think he's not acting like a real human as who's been king for years at this point would think. I just don't believe it. Are we supposed to believe he's a more like lenient and like he's just a, a, a you know a thin backbone? A, like like I don't know. He's just. I I think the writing for the king could be stronger.
0: Yeah, and I love Patty Considine. Me and too. I think he's actually making him really, really, um, you know. A very very sweet king that I have a lot of empathy for, but sure, I, I'm very su- I'm very scared for what's going to happen to him because again mm. we we know the gist of things, but we just don't know you know we don't know every beat that how it's going to happen. Right. Um. I also <clears throat> want to say um that I and I and I re- I heard this somewhere else, so I can't claim responsibility for it, but it drew my attention. Why does Allison not have a new dress? Because. First of all, they were her mother's. She's worn the same one in six oh, months interesting. and in three days. And like, are they at the dry cleaners? Where are these dresses? Can we make her look a little better? Um, so she needs a new dress. Uh, and this is because I love the costumes of this era and the costume yeah. designer is incredible. Why have we not seen a new dress on her? Um and I thought that the That's actress a very good point. who played Masaria, um, the mistress, the soon to be bride, the soon to be baby mama for Matt Smiths Damon, that accent, who okayed that? It's she has ha- a beautiful British accent in real life. Why? Yeah, it's is like that?
1: half French, half something else. It was
0: so distracting. Yeah, like, I agree. For the accent work, that well, okay, let's actually, this isn't Harry Potter where everyone's truly British, so. I can't say, you know, we've had we've had we've had the um, Peter Baelishes of our time. and We've mm-hmm. had uh, all the love to Peter Dinklage, but that terrible accent for far too long. So it's not like the show has no history of bad accents. But what is that? Um, and then we got a, a reference to the wall, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I was no one was surprised when the ch- when the camera panned around and Matt Smith was sitting in the chair talking to Lord Corliss at the end. No, all of no one was surprised, but right. here we are. So all in all, I mean, I'm I'm so in, but again, I'm getting emotional watching old Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and then immediately rewatching the Hot D episode. So I don't know what's wrong with me, but um, maybe I'm just emotional right now. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I'm really into it. So we'll see. I'm
1: into it. I'm not really into it, but I'm into it. I Like I said, I forgot to watch it on Sunday. I watched it on Tuesday.
0: Oh, brother. Okay, well, <laughs> on to something that maybe is a lot more easy to watch. Uh, sure. She-Hulk, episode She-Hulk. three. She-Hulk. The People versus Emil Balansky. What a dream that this episode is so short. I really can't tell you when I woke up this morning to watch it, as we were recording this moments after uh, waking up. Um, it, I'm like, oh, right. It's only like 30 minutes.
1: It was great. I love cake. it. Had some yogurt. Watched She-Hulk.
0: <laughs> it is this okay? This is my favorite episode by far.
1: It's okay. okay. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, I think th- the show was being undercut by her animation. I know. Um. My, I'm gonna start with my criticisms of the episode, but I, but then I'll go into why I, I did like it. Please, um, sh- Tatiana Maslany is funny. Mm. She's very physically funny. She is like her delivery is incredible, um, and those two things together make her a truly unstoppable force of comedy. The um CG of She Hulk is actually hurting her performance and hurting the show overall, um scenes where she is she hulk in the office it's really 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 hard to get into it not because the cgi is bad up front it's because the cgi takes away from her performance like it's she's probably so specific and the cgi is very bland um and quite frankly i think that it is really like this is supposed to be like their words not mine this is supposed to be like a workplace lawyer comedy, right? I I don't laugh. It's not funny. Like this isn't funny. Like the things that they're doing like aren't funny. I giggle here and there, but like I I don't think that they have totally grasped the like half hour like comedy aspect of things here um that they're saying that this show is. Um and and but I'm still enjoying it. Like but it's not funny. I don't know like does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it's as funny as it can be. Being an MCU, uh, like miniature show, it. I think it's funny for the MCU. Like if you put it up, it's probably up there. For some of the delivery, I agree that Tatiana's delivery is like by far the best. Also, I think Josh is
1: funny too. Um, I, so I think that Josh is the funniest person on this show. I think one, he's not under CG, so like his lines come off yeah. great. Like his one line in this one is like, "You've worked me for years, you know me." Like when he comes out of the office, like <laughs> yeah. I, however, did not like the B plot line here. I like that we're getting to know Pug, and I'm happy that he, that Pug has his own plot line, and he's actually funny. But like the b plot line was not engaging for me
0: yeah well I, and i and i'm i'm hesitant to think that the plot line that his plot line will stay that way i think it's probably just more about like rounding out the law firm but sorry to go back to what you're saying about the cgi it's really bad in the in the in the law office because again they're forcing her to be the she, the she hulk which i'm like that's a that was a um that was a mistake for the create, the writers, or not the writers, like the showrunner, to say because it's just, it's putting a device that's like impossible to not be distracted by. Like when you're in the office with other real people and then she's there, it's not great. When she's on Hawaii, on an island, next to Mark Ruffalo, who's also dotted up, then of course there's no issue. But when you put mm-hmm. her, even even if you have her on the, in the alley at the up. end, dotted up, when you oh, have her in alley the was end... Bad yeah, it was bad, but like still she's like in the dark and like there's a lot of stuff going on. It's it's totally not bad for me. Um but yeah, and especially when you see the abomination who I think looks really good. It's just they've had more time with that CGI. That stuff has been sure. in the books for a long time cooking and it it just doesn't seem same with same with Smart Hulk. Um it's just not weighed the same. But yeah.
1: I also think that at the end of the episode where she sees her reflection in the car, I don't know what she was feeling because the CGI doesn't do a good job of showing me her emotions. Is she feeling proud of the fact that she just beat them all up? Is she just like, is she, does she accept that this is who she is now? Does she, is she just feeling like really like, Oh no, this is who I am now. Like I didn't get any of that because the CGI doesn't allow her CGI specifically doesn't allow for that. Um, uh, but
0: I know, it's like you know the Na'vi all over again, like should they win Academy <laughs> Awards, should Zoe um win an Academy Still Award, uh, Saldana win the Academy Award, because she's like, but yeah, it's really hard. And we know that it works when you have an incredible budget and amount of time. And you think about Andy Serkis doing Gollum, yeah. like,
1: you know, I that would even can... say, yeah, I would even say Andy Serkis as uh, Caesar in the um, Planet of the Apes movies.
0: Oh, yeah. And just, well, Annie Sarkis is just amazing in general, right, but fair. yeah, no, it's true. It's just, it's such a, it cuts, it undercuts her abilities. Um, like when, she, I, I did think it was funny when she was like, you thought he drove, she drove a Passat? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, you know, there, there are moments, but it's really coming through in the voice. It's uh, only and coming through stuff. in the yeah, voice. It's just, it's not- it is tough. It's like this.
1: Yeah. It's
0: tough. I liked the wall break, the wall breaking epi- uh, moments in this episode, a lot more. I think if I watch this mm. in succession, it will, it's like a lot less strange. Cause I, when they happened a few times this episode, I was like, um,
1: Oh, right. I forgot. Doing, oh, right. Yeah. The show
0: does this. Mm-hmm. So, and I think they've been building them in, but I bet that if you watch it more back to back, it's more seamless, which I guess mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's an episode. We It's a weekly show, so no one's really going to, but there are a lot of people that binge the stuff. So, It's probably better. Um, I want to talk about the Wong stuff. Are we. Is that just like really poor, like strange, vague plot writing with. um, He needed a worthy opponent for his training? Or do you think there's something more that they're not saying? I don't know. It felt
1: lazy. Even Wong in this didn't feel like Wong. Wong's a weird character because I feel like he's very. He's, he, he's a little inconsistent, and con, but consistent at the same He's He's inconsistent. He's consistently inconsistent.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I agree.
1: Like, he's this one per, the multiverse of madness spoilers here. He's this one person who I feel like is always following the strict rules and, like, has a little fun in his own way here and there and stuff like that. And then he just, like, casually gives up the stronghold the dark hold or whatever it is in movie of madness after like all of his people died just because plot needed to like that felt lazy like him being late and stuff like maybe we'll find out why he's late and stuff but it it felt a little lazy and i don't think it was that funny like it didn't pay off enough if that makes sense
0: i do hope when he says i lost track of time i literally was like oh wait what does that mean did he lose the time stone like what 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 there was a spell that went wrong but then I was like, "Oh no, they're just leaving it there." He just—he was late. Like that actually makes no sense. It is it just a device to keep Jen treading water to make that funny? But I do, yeah. There's there's just some moments where I'm like, "There's more to this, right? There's more to this, yeah. right?" So um, let's take
1: us let's take a step back. Yeah. The Shang Chi was solved again. This happened in the past, and they're only finding out about the leaks now.
0: Yes, you mean so- the prison break.
1: The prison break are just leaks that we're finding out now that previously happened. So we're still in Sh- it's Shang-Chi. Like, it makes sense now with Mark Ruffalo's inhibitor. Like, uh, everything lines up fine. So that's uh-huh. a good thing. That helped me. One, the idea that she gets from Bukowski or whatever his name was.
0: Bukowski. Dennis Bukowski. Yeah, the,
1: the The idea that she gets is the idea. So I'm confused. Uh-huh. When she says, Oh, he gave me an idea, uh, but we won't say that he gave me the idea, or whatever that line was. Yeah. Was the idea that she presented the idea of like giving Blonsky an inhibitor? Or was yes. the idea that like, oh, I wonder if I cannot be She Hulk? Like if there's something that can reverse me from She-Hulk.
0: I think we're meant to believe it's there should be inhibitor chips for all. Now, I thought they were really hard to make, but um,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was very unclear, I, I, I think. Um, also, I think
0: that's that's what they're okay. trying to tell us, yeah.
1: Um, and then my question is, who is the... Megan
0: Thee Stallion? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah,
1: who's Megan Thee Stallion? Who um,
0: is Megan Thee Stallion?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh man, like the, the twerking stuff was really funny, but the CGI still was really bad, so it, like, wasn't as funny as it could be, I guess.
0: I mean, it was shockingly good twerking for CGI, but I agree with you. Yeah. And I'm okay with it cuz it's in like the end credits, but I agree with you.
1: Sure. I guess <laughs> who's the villain trying to steal, who's the boss trying to get her uh
0: Yes. So that's what weird. And well, and like how much of a boss is this person because these cronies that he sent like what did what were they called like male it was subtitled is like male villain villain
1: one M- ma- mug, Yeah. Oh,
0: crook. crook crook crook, crook yeah. Uh-huh. Um what idiot boss is hiring these Little Japanese. So yeah, and like are those Chitari
1: no, they I, said they were as they, they they're they, really um, leaning
0: into the Asgard, man.
1: They robbed an Asgardian construction worker or something like that.
0: But was that oh, and then they, didn't they say like that's literally what we did? Yeah. I guess Asgardians are the ones that are the most among the people right now because they're just in Norway or wherever in New Asgard, yeah. but they are like there's a, just a big Thor energy with with Sakari. Uh, Sakario. With uh, Sakari. Great film. Uh, great film. Um, Sakari mm-hmm. and with the, you know, Shape, shape Shifter and all that. Mm-hmm. They even um, mentioned
1: Thor by name in this episode.
0: Yeah. So there's just like a lot of Thorness. I'm really interested how, how Charlie Cox, sorry, Matt Murdock is going to factor in. I really just care about mm-hmm. Charlie Cox. Um, how Matt Murdock is going to factor into this if these. She's gonna help him, or if he's gonna provide her counsel or something. But yeah. Um, that I, was weird.
1: I do love in this one <clears throat> that they're literally taking like TikTok comments and all the social media comments and like commenting on that. I did appreciate that. Um, like in that social media montage. Um, um I'm I'm kind of over this generic, like making fun of the media and how they handle stuff like this um I think it's working in some places here but again like we said about house hot d excuse me hot d um I don't know it just feels like this is Marvel doing it and like it feels like a couple months too late for it to actually be funny yeah I'm not saying it's not effective because I think it is effective the fact mm. that like they're like they, they, when she's on the when she's doing the interview and they they the the things the that are po- Yeah, it was like was was entertaining, but I don't call it as funny anymore because I've seen it a million times in the past 3 years.
0: Yeah, it really debuted in Spider-Man the movies in a really great way and I mean, is that just our culture though that's just going to be like now it's not going to be a gimmick, it's just there. And that's we're not be point. okay with it because it's like it's like I showing text messages and the stuff like that's in everything now because like that's our lives.
1: Yeah, and I don't that stuff I don't mind. It's that they didn't give me a new angle to be funny, they just recycled angles I've seen for three years.
0: Yes, agree hundred percent. I don't find it now. I'm just searching for Easter eggs in it, or like, you know, if we see um uh again I, I did not write this down so I don't have these actors names on top of my head but the actor who does the Spider-Man and uh, you know YouTube streams as well he's also in Severance and um, I love him mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the guy from the Shang-Chi bus like
1: yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah. he
0: shows up like I'm like oh there's oh, that the guy um, totally the threads are there but yeah it's just especially after Ms. Marvel where it was a huge part of that mm-hmm. um, it is I guess it's just gonna it's gonna be Be when it's relevant to the genre of the movie or show, it'll be there more or less. But I'm I'm with you. It's not. It's not a thing for me. I'm not like wildly entertained by it anymore at all. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking at it from a totally different thing, which is like, what are they trying to show me in these in these articles or in these TikToks Mm -hmm. that are showing up on screen?
1: So what I did, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to separate this in my head as like part workplace comedy and part just fun MCU romp. I'm enjoying the I'm really enjoying the part MCU romp and this one feels... I like this episode probably the most. I'm like you. But the comedy stuff is just... They're pushing it so hard and it's just not clicking for me. And that's what's kind of like turning me off from some of these episodes that the comedy is just like not clicking unless you're Tatiana Maslany as a human um, or unless you're Josh Segarra in your scenes because I think that he's just having an easier time with the comedy than a lot of other people. Um, Because his comedy are just... The thing is... His comedy is based in the quips and the delivery of those quips. And yeah, he's doing them. it very it's, well. It's
0: the actors who yeah. are doing great stuff with their lines.
1: Right. But the jokes aren't funny to me. Right. Does that make right. sense?
0: Totally. And I'll be curious when when we talk to Josh, I'll be curious to know, like, did they get to AdLib at all? Like, is this, sure? was any of this them? Um, because maybe they're coming up with funnier stuff because they're funny. But yeah, I agree with you. There is something about the fact that it's just so, I mean, it can't be that it's just so short, but it just doesn't have time to cook. These jokes, the the, yeah. the humor, it's just over before it started, and you don't really have time unless the delivery of a line is funny. Nothing else is really funny.
1: Yeah, because it's not in a three-part structure. Like, these are not structured like comedy half hours therefore the the flow of the jokes are a little bit different that's why the quips work because you're watching like a smaller part of something bigger um and the quips are funny when because they don't have to like build there's no like the rule of three or whatnot but the jokes aren't there so that's my biggest criticism of the episode everything else i'm just having a great time with all the blonsky stuff all the um the blonsky stuff is great
0: i i i mean i think wandavision is just as funny as the show like there's a way there's drama in WandaVision, but you think about every episode with Paul Bettany and all the all the the audience stuff and sure. and the and the, the opening stuff like you gig I giggled uh, yeah I don't know it doesn't seem sure. like this is a but, comedy but those you know? are
1: stru- those inherently the at least the portion of those episodes that are like in those co- in, in those sitcoms are structured like a three-part comedy where the first part is him learning that like, Oh no, we have a dinner. Whose dinner is it for? The yeah. second well, part of that is like preparing for the dinner. And the third one is the dinner. And you have these three very specific things that are happening where you have the underpinning of like what's happening below the surface with sword and stuff like that. In episode two, you have the magic show, you know, the beginning, the middle, third act. She's actually magic, but no one knows it. But yeah, then you have the under stuff of what's happening there. Like, That's why that's at least funny. Also, one, you're more forgiving of that comedy because it's 1950s, 1960s style of comedy. So it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily laughing because like it's laugh out loud. You're more enjoying the pacing of it and some of the jokes and the performances because it's based in that. This one, it's just like kind of not funny in some ways and some funny in other ways. Also, you have to be very careful that you're not like totally breaking Wong's character just so he gets a couple of jokes out here or there. You know what I mean? Like people feel that way about the Hulk, like they do in this, which I loved, where it's like, you know, they took the manliness out of Hulk and gave it to her or whatever it is. Like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to. I don't think. I mean, that's that's a whole other conversation. Why are they making
0: so many superheroes women? It's like, who is they?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's spectacular (laughs) the way that they're commenting on that. But uh, yeah, that's my. that's my uh that that's my take on it. I, I I really don't want to be like a Debbie Downer about it because I'm really enjoying it. But these are things that are sticking out to me. And but you I don't sound say, like a
0: Debbie Downer. You're just I, you're just highly intellectualizing this property, which I'm glad <laughs> and we always do, and I love it.
1: I'm, I will say a lemming. sorry. No I cut you off. Oh I will say I'm enjoying it way more already than um, Moon Knight.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes.
1: Moon Knight was just – I'd rather something not working and it's a little bit different. Let me rephrase that. I'd rather something not working 100% um, and, and enjoying it because at least they're trying something different and it's shaking things up than like giving me the same old formula of Moon Knight and then not really following through in the end.
0: I know the big swing. I I respect the big swings. I really do. But yes, agreed. And it's so funny. I mean, I'm sure if we go back and listen to our ratings of all these shows, it's all it's all like hindsight is twenty twenty.
1: Yeah. The
0: lo- the rankings just change based on the next thing we see. And Moon Knight. It's same with Star Wars. Same with Book of Boba Fett. I'm like,
1: what? What's what? his
0: name? Uh, sorry, Robert Fettuccini. Is 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 my hot D your Robert Fettuccini?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> except for mine is just an acronym and yours came out of your head. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um definitely I don't I don't think it's nothing is gonna top for me WandaVision and Loki, but this is probably I mean it's at least I think I'm enjoying it more than Hawkeye. But Hawkeye was was good. Yeah, they're uh, similarly like plucky, sp- plucky, spunky comedies. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I'm enjoying it more than Hawkeye. But I don't know. I'll be curious to see if I just if the CGI gets better for me. It's just it's hard. It's your lead character, and it's not a movie, so you're some of the time.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering. So I I I've I've said a lot in this conversation. Like you said this was your favorite episode. Like what what about it was part of made this part of your favorite episode?
0: I think we're just finally getting into the meat and potatoes of like her life. Um hmm. we obviously got introduced to a few more characters, Josh being one of them. I think um I I think there were the most funny cutaways to the breaking of the fourth wall of this episode. There, the Megan the Stallion stuff was actually pretty funny to me. Um, I uh, The guy who plays um, – De- uh, Drew Matthews, who plays Dennis Bukowski, I thought he was really funny. Sure. So I think it's just like there was just more percolating in this episode, even mm-hmm. though the CGI was not nearly as good as it was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she's walking through a law firm with a bunch of humans, and in the first episode, she was on an island with no one. Right. So it's just a different – bear but maybe it gets better maybe they saved it for i think the law firm stuff is just the toughest and it sucks because Mm -hmm. the show is about her being the law firm yeah as a she-hulk um but yeah i'm also curious like we still haven't how many episodes are there eight nine nine okay because we have not gotten um titania at all yet and um, well, just like for
1: those two seconds in the just first the two seconds.
0: Right. And I'm like, this is and that she's are, supposed to be, maybe she's the boss. Are we supposed to think that she's the boss? If she's the villain of the show?
1: I don't know. Cause maybe, um, that's a good thought. Um, because I, I've seen behind the scenes footage of Mark Ruffalo with, um, Jamila Jamil.
0: Oh, so, okay. so
1: like one Ruffalo probably comes back. She's in an episode again. She might be the main, like, well, well she's definitely in
0: more episodes, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I can maybe, maybe my guess right now would be that she's jealous because she's getting all because. Titania is jealous as an as a superhero influencer. Titania is jealous of She Hulk because she's getting all of the press, and Titania thinks that she could potentially be get more. um Press and and more followers and stuff. If she has a little bit of that She Hulk blood
0: of the juice, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, that's it's corn. What?
1: She's got the juice. Oh, Do you not know the corn song?
0: I, I like K O R N. Oh, the thing that's been no. running around. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, but I've seen it in like people's stories, and I just haven't sure. clicked on it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, and I didn't even think about that. That's probably why they're driving home this whole circus of a media frenzy yeah. that she's causing. Okay, yeah, I'd I'll be like interested
1: that. in that version of it.
0: Yeah, and I'll be interested to see her. And I want I want them to bring Jen Walters into the movies because I think she is a great character. She's and a again, great character. Her comics are all about cameos, mm-hmm. and in fact, there's a comic that's so self-referential that it's like, oh. An episode with ju- – or a, an issue with just me, like, she'll cut away and say stuff like that. Similarly like, Deadpool. Um, so, again, I have no issue. And I know – I love that they commented on it herself, self-awareness this episode where she's, like, it's not going to be one of those shows where there's a cameo every week except for all the cameos every week. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, but I think that's very Megan Thee
1: Stallion. So- Truly. Great. Truly. I love that.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm – I'm I'm really enjoying it again. It's not a big commitment, so I love I'm loving it. Um, I I get I get really into the lore stories, which I'm really liking. Hot D, um, and I'm really liking you know. But I I like She Hulk as well.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm having a great time for next week. Me too.
0: Well, nerds, I sent him a thirst trap. It was a picture of me with a bunch of books. So we hope you had as much fun as we had, and we hope you'll join us next week for the next episodes of She-Hulk and the House of the Dragon, Hot D, as well as the Rings of Power premiere.
1: As a small universe in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod.
0: We thank you so much for listening and keep following along. And also keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, to elude a storm, you can either sail into it or around it. But you must never await its coming. There's like a lot of whiplash with these shows. <clears throat> so it's yeah, like a I very know. modern show and then a very old show.
1: Something about Hot D that I liked, I yeah. liked that even after six months of being named like heir to the throne, she's still pouring their wine. Um, and that her- A Yeah, and I like that they called that out in that scene. Like, I, I like how that connected because that's something that I noticed right up front that is obviously shown on purpose early in that episode. And then yeah. I love that they, that like- that um she used it to um kind of like get under Renara's skin.
0: Yeah I mean it's interesting to show that she's like she's she is the heir, but yet nothing in her life has changed. Like her duties are the exact same and you'd never know yeah. it. So yeah. That was there were a lot of digs in this episode. Totally. Um but oh, it's not the, Crispin, the Crispin dig that was my favorite.
1: Okay. Oh, my other favorite dig going to She-Hulk is um was that a dig at what they did to Spider-Man, the unethical brainwashing?
0: <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, You know it what was. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It was that, and it was... And, and he said it again. He was like, it was very messy. Um, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah. Oh, yeah speaking of, know. speaking of, um, Justin told me that they're re-releasing No Way Home in Theaters.
1: They're re-releasing No Way Home in Theaters this weekend for Labor Day with deleted scenes in, in,
0: in, in Oh, town. my gosh. Meanwhile... Top Gun Maverick, still going strong, the movie of the summer. Have you seen it yet?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh my God. So uh, it's just great. I
1: did get tickets. We're seeing uh they re-released Jaws in theaters this weekend. So we're <gasps> going on.
0: Oh my God. I just watched that because we were on the vineyard and there were sharks and we couldn't go in the water. It oh, was like really? I was in Jaws. Yeah. So there are sharks known to be there, especially in August. Yeah. Um there's lots of seals and they like to eat the seals, but sure. I have never in 35 years had the water closed. Because wow. of sharks, and I saw door. I saw the shark one day where they closed the beach. Uh, cl- they didn't close the beach; they closed the water for two hours, which is hilarious. We're all like, "Oh, the two hours." Then it takes oh, a siesta. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just needs yeah. two hours, right? And then it's okay to go in. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, no one's going in after that. But no, we actually, I did go in. Um, not that day, but not a day that I saw an actual shark. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was like Johnson. wow. What a great movie, Jaws! Oh my God, what a great it's, movie! It's it's
1: it's my one in my top three. I love it. Absolutely. We're seeing it in three D.
0: Oh, you are.
1: Yeah, they re they re releasing it in three I- D. They re releasing it in IMAX and three D. But we don't have. Uh, I'd have to drive a little bit to go to the IMAX, but I don't have time to do that. So we're just going to the local one that's showing it on the big screen in three D. Oh my god, that's so fun. Please tell me I've, that. I've seen it in IMAX before. I've never seen it in 3D. I'm trying to get all of the like experiences. <laughs> I've seen it I on my... I hope that t-
0: shark looks a little better in 3D. Ooh. It looks great. What are you kidding? It was broken half the time. It looks yeah, great before you see it. It looks good in the water.
1: It looks good in the water. It looks, it looks fine. Listen, it looks better than a lot of the CG schlock out there.
0: It does. Give us a kiss. Why? Because I I love that scene. That's my favorite scene in the entire movie when he's like mimicking his dad. Anyway, okay, Jaws. Next time, Jaws.